0: There's a gentleman in studio today who started real estate the same time I did, but he's outsold me four times over up next. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um. Okay, ready?
1: Get ready for the real estate show that takes you across the barriers and into the danger zone. That bitch in Real Estate Podcast with your host,
0: Tenacious T. This is Kimberly Toko Tenacious T. Thank you for joining me again. Our special guest today is
1: Alan Kushmerkov with uh, Best Homes Real Estate.
0: Best Homes Real Estate. That's something new, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. We launched uh last month, uh, January 14 to be the, the exact date. Um and um super excited about it. And this this busy. is
0: this is your brokerage, correct?
1: Yeah, this is this is my brokerage, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: So let's see, let's, let's take this again. Yeah. Uh, 2013, you get your license.
1: Yeah, 2013, I get my license. Um, in, I think, January 2013, I got my mm-hmm. license. Uh, I got it pretty quickly. I was uh, very tenacious about it. <laughs> yes. <if you> will. <laughs> yes. Um, and, um, you know, was thinking right off the bat that my phone's going to ring.
0: <laughs> and did it
1: <laughs> I'm going to be showing homes
0: right everyone's going, going to, to call me because right. I'm amazing my
1: sphere they're all going to bombard me with with, right. with deals and, I'm going to have
0: to get people right away I'm going to be so King busy Williams, yeah. Right?
1: And, and it was nothing further you know, from the truth <clears throat> it was completely different uh, in fact I remember my first commission check um, came in not until like month number five or number six. Ooh,
0: ooh! I got you beat there. I made rookie of the year the first year. Oh my god! <laughs> it was it
1: was painful. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know the, the the experience. I remember in month number two, and there was a lot of stuff happening. There were a lot of stuff going on. Um, obviously, you know, not 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 generating any money. Right. My my daycare bill alone was twenty one hundred dollars. So. Three so kids. you
0: gave up everything, <laughs> got your real estate license. gave up
1: everything. Oh boy. Got my, got my real estate license and said, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to make a business out of it." Right. Right, make a business out did of it. Did
0: you have savings?
1: I did have some savings oh, and my, God. my wife um, uh, she was working, right? So that helped us out yes. quite a bit, but you know, you have kids. Mm-hmm. Um so I have three kids, um, two girls and a boy. And they were all at that time were under age of 5. Right. So um, the daycare bill was pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like I was paying like twenty one hundred dollars a you're, month. You're right? paying
0: more than what you're making. I know, and then uh,
1: my mortgage was like another twenty one hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then two car payments were like a thousand bucks. So right there along without food, baby stuff, whatever it is, yeah. we're talking about five thousand dollars right yeah. there. You know, so after about two months, I started panicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so and you know when you expect that the, your phone is going to ring, you're going to expect you're going to start getting some business from your from your sphere, from your family, and everything like that. Man, I I tell you, it it was it was a it was a a cold shower type of awakening, and you know it was just I.
0: So, as a man, you're you're five months into this, you're down to pretty much nothing as far as reserves, and you're panicking. How do you keep it together? And what did you do?
1: So, uh, oh boy, so so that year was a very interesting year, uh, for lack of better words. Um, so so that part was difficult, obviously, the finances, right? And then on top of it, in the beginning of the year. Um, we found out that um, um, our dad, my dad, was diagnosed with stage 3 mm. colon cancer. Mm. And um, at that time, he, um, my mom and, and him, they lived in, uh, in New York on the East Coast. So it's 2,500 yeah. miles away. So it really affected me uh, emotionally. Um, I was stressing out, obviously, yeah. not able to generate any type of a business. And then finding out that my dad is, is going through all of that. And yeah. He had to uh, go through chemotherapy. Uh, surgery and chemo. Um, It it really kind of put a huge burden on me um, uh, mentally, emotionally. I was stressing a lot. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, maybe, and I don't know, maybe uh, some other reasons, maybe uh, bad habits of of eating too much food or drinking, whatever it is. I was... uh, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Wow! Yeah, uh, I don't know if you're yep. familiar with that I, that. I
0: am. I am. My mother. My mother had it. Uh, stress, mm-hmm. uh, not eating well, yep. um, smoking, drinking. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah.
1: So um, and and um, autoimmune disease. Uh, mm-hmm. It affects your large colon, right? Your and in, in, in you and your your. I mean, and so you have that. You have the fact that you're you're a man in a family you're supposed yep. to bring bacon if you will right you're mm-hmm. supposed to you know and 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 then with that situation it was a very painful experience that 2013 was a very yeah. painful experience for me um so but going back to your question um i guess you know i started putting things into perspective right mm-hmm. I, I started thinking about the fact that whatever happens to you you know it you know there's a cliche there's a there's a saying whatever happen whatever happens to happen to you for the reason right right but I think uh, a lot of times, um, um, w- what happens to you, it doesn't happen. You don't feel like. Uh, for me, it was about realizing that that whatever's happening is not as bad as it seems, right? There right. Other there could always be worse people out there that that are suffering more, that are having more hardships, they're having right. issues, right? Um And 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 that was the one thing. The second thing is the the fact that you almost kind of have to kind of. Believe in the process that you're gonna get better. You mm-hmm. gotta have faith, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it was having that faith, having that belief, having the understanding that it's not the end of the world, right? You know, the fact that I've been in similar situations before financially, uh, in 2008, 2009, 2010, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And and
1: every day, what I did is I got up, and um, I I put together a, a small list of things that I want to accomplish, and it wasn't a, a huge list. It wasn't anything big. And every day, I, I got up, went to the office, and, and, and tried to make those things happen. Um, it may sound very simple, but there's just no other way around it, right? right? For me, the biggest thing was the fact that I had family to support. I had three little kids. Uh, my, you had no choice. I had no choice. You right? had no There's just no other way around it. And for me to cry about it, for me to complain about it, for me to blame everyone else for what is happening to me, it was just a total waste of time.
0: So how do you handle what I'm going to call, and it's something that I, that I struggle with every day. I'm really struggling with it now because I'm not where I, I'm still not where I want to be in mm-hmm. my career, right? Yeah. And, and I wanted to be much further. How do you address failure? Because for me, it, it's a constant thought. like you have to push through. You, you you have to make it past what feels like failure. but what do you do with that feeling?
1: You know, um, we kind of similar when it comes to that because I'm never, never satisfied. I'm mm-hmm. very hard on myself. I mm-hmm. constantly question myself. I constantly uh, doubt, right? Um, right. You know, I, uh, you know, like, like even the things that you know, some people look at and say, "Wow, well, my gosh, this guy have accomplished so much in the last six mm-hmm. or seven years," right? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, no. I mean, there's so many mistakes. There's right. so many failures. There's so <laughs> oh, many God. things that yes. I left on the table, even the first year, right? Uh, that year, the the last part of that year, I, I sold sixteen homes.
0: Yeah, right. That's good. That's really good. I know,
1: but I was I, I felt like I was a failure because right. I felt like I left a lot of business on the table that year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I deal with this constantly, right? And and I think it really for me, what what helped me a lot is is really understand that you know what it's not the end of the world if there is a failure. There's not, it's not the end of the world if you have not accomplished something that you set to accomplish, right? right. I think we have all this um, preconceived notions, if you will, that, that we can accomplish a lot in one year, and not a, not a you know, in reality, it, it takes time to accomplish things. Right. And, and, you know, failure for me um, is something that I, I look at I, well, first and foremost, you gotta, you gotta have a gratitude of things that are going on. Like for me, every day in the morning, I write down the things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And they're very simple things, Mm -hmm. Kimberly, uh, very simple, like, like ability to wake up and like, see the sky.
0: Yeah, that's true. See the sun. That's true.
1: See my kids, you know, um, kiss my wife goodbye. Um, Have an opportunity to go to the office um, have an opportunity to to make an impact in my agent's business growth. I mean, those little small things like that. Yeah. But if you like every day being present about it and write them down and look at them, that means a lot. That's not a failure, right? Yeah. And there's certain things may happen during the day and during the week and during the month. But I call them learning experiences. They're learning opportunities. So you're
0: making a list for yourself that when you are in those moments of feeling defeat you're going back to your list and seeing what you have accomplished every day every day Every every,
1: every like like i plan out a list for the entire week on sunday evening i plan out the list for the entire week what i want to accomplish right and again, uh, you, you know, are
0: a list guy because I, I did come interview with you once and you had lists then.
1: <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I'm going to accomplish like, all of those right. things. And here's another thing, right? I used to be so down on myself when I would have a list of things to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And then by the end of the week, I only like, like uh, accomplish maybe like about 40% of it or 30% of right. it. And I would feel so down on myself. Yeah. And now I just, I just don't look at it that way, right? I don't. I, I put like two, three, maybe four priorities on that list for the entire week. And I just focus on those and everything else. If I get them done, great. If not, no big deal. I move on. I
0: love that. I love that. No big that. deal. I just see So you just finally things. made to make the shift to just simplify.
1: Simplify, right. I mean, I, I think we, like, we get overwhelmed um, as humans with all these to-do lists. Yeah. Like yeah. we have, I mean... You know, you, you have huge goals, you have huge aspirations. I have huge goals, I have huge aspirations, right? And we have these to-do lists, but, but we just get overwhelmed. It's the same thing with the business plan. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you have so many things that you want to accomplish in one year, but in the reality, I mean, you know, you probably need about two years or three years to right. accomplish those things, right, <laughs> yes. with our schedules, right? <laughs> yes. And yes. we all get sidetracked. Yeah. We all get sidetracked. We get into this funk, you know, all the time.
0: Yeah. It, it, I do. It, it's it's a human nature, almost, and it, it's something that I battle with all of the time. So you've got this career that you struggled in 2013, and then suddenly something clicked for you, and you started really formulating systems yeah. and, and making it work for you, and you kind of exploded.
1: Well, uh, I don't know about this <laughs> exploding, <but laughs> I really, I, I, I really uh, was um, um, uh, was focused on, 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 on self development, mm-hmm. um, on 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 education, on um, surrounding myself with with mentors and, and, and people that have done it already, mm-hmm. uh, and they're in a different level. Um, and How
0: important is that?
1: I think it's super important. I really, I, I think it's critical. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, you know, instead of trying to do things on your own. Yeah, and make mistakes left and right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, try to learn those mistakes from other people that have done it, right? Yeah. Right. Try to model those people. I'm not saying copy them, you know, because we are our own people. Like, like you are your own. I'm like, but just kind of model. I totally you know. get yeah. it.
0: I take pieces of those Callaways. I take pieces of That's Russell it. Shaw. I take pieces of. Um, well, I do like the red in the Alan K card, which is fabulous. <laughs> but yes, exactly. We we take little pieces that we like and we form our own business but like you're saying we make sure that we're also following and watching the ones that have done it so we can learn from what they did wrong
1: yeah yeah I, I'm like i'm super inquisitive right i always ask questions i mean i remember my my first year right one of the first listings that i sold uh, right off 83rd avenue and camelback was a hundred thousand dollar listing
0: nice <laughs> and the guy
1: the buyer's agent pulled up in like a fancy car right he was driving like mercedes-benz and everything like that and it was an elderly gentleman and he pulled up and, um, you know, we started talking and uh, I was like, hey, how do you get your business? And mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I do a lot of open houses. So I was like, oh, interesting. How many open houses do you do? And he's like, well, I average about four to five open houses a week. I was like, really?
0: Yeah, Shit. that's a lot. That's a lot of open <laughs> that's houses. What, that's what but Jason he, Mitchell did. <laughs> but he's like, yeah,
1: but, I, you know, I, I saw like 45 homes and most of them from open houses. So I'm like, really? So the next day, what am I doing?
0: open houses <laughs> open houses right yes i'm
1: doing open houses so and i didn't have any listings right this one was already under contract mm-hmm. but um i reached out to an agent that was across the street from my house and at that time i was living up in anthem on anthem yeah. country club i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's like yes. fort knox it's got yeah. gated and everything it's like, like, like that.
0: six hours away no so <laughs> was on
1: my listing right it was a vacant home it's been on the market for like 90 days and I reached out to the agent, and I was like, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm a new agent. I really want to hold an open house. I see your listing. Can I do it? He's like, yeah, go knock yourself out. No big deal. I was like, well, I, I have a little problem. I don't have any open house signs. Oh,
0: boy. <laughs> yes. I was like,
1: can I borrow some yeah. from you? Not I've, really. I've done no, that. I, and I've the guy's that. not even from my brokerage or <laughs> right. anything like that. So I said, yeah, sure, no problem. As long as you return them back to the office. I was like, "Right, that's cool. So I borrowed the signs. I held an open house. And that day, a couple walked in, Doug and Sarah. And, and that couple... Um, we, we struck a conversation. I was able to make a connection with them. And guess I was able to find out that they're looking to downsize. They have a two story house that so they want to sell in an Arrowhead wrench. They're looking to a one story. Um, and that one couple resulted in like nine other commission checks. Yeah. One open house was not even my listing, was not even like my open house yeah. signed. Nine transactions settled into like $107,000 yeah. in gross yeah. commission income, right? So I believe in open houses, but it did not it would not happen if I would not ask that gentleman, "Hey, right. how do you get your business?"
0: Right. But there's something that obviously you have. I've watched some of the testimonials. I've seen the reviews. There is something that you have that I think a lot of agents do not have and it's what's made you very successful is you're a solutionist. You find the solution, you listen to the problem. Right. And you have a solution for them. You're you're meeting the two in the middle, and you're giving them the best customer service there is.
1: Yeah, I mean we're 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 in a human business. We're in customer service business, mm-hmm. so uh, customer service is is super important, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, that's 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 number one. Yes. Right. Uh, um, you know, again, I don't want to sound cheesy, but you know, we exceed. Uh, expectations of our clients, right? Yeah, you
0: have Um, to, you have to. We
1: set them, we manage those expectations, but ultimately we wanna exceed those expectations, Mm -hmm. right? The same goes with with our agents right now. It's it's the same type of uh, uh, mindset that we have. We exist and consistently deliver value to our agents and make an impact in their business growth. Like that's our mission statement right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Say that one more time so we can hear it again.
1: So we exist, our purpose is to constantly deliver value to our agents and make an impact in their business growth. Love that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. from top down, from me being a DB, our admin staff, we work for our agents, we support our agents, we empower agents, right? Uh, we wanna make sure that our agents are, are like, they feel like they belong. Right, they're part of the happy environment, happy culture, part of the right ecosystem. Right. So the that's, culture, that's
0: the, the culture you have grown with your clients, yeah. the culture that you figured out works for you and your business that has made you successful. You're yeah. now passing that on to build your agency, your brokerage.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's all, it's all about it's all about positive environment. It's mm-hmm. all about positive culture, right? Um, and it took us a while. It took me a while. Like. I've been into team building thing for the last three and a half, close to four years, mm-hmm. right? And I remember my, my, my first year, which was 2016, I hired five agents. And by the end of that year, I only was left with one.
0: Oh, wow. Yes, I, I felt that one. Um, <laughs> I've been there. I had um, five and th- agents that, and that, got down that, to
1: one. That, that year, th- those five agents, are like they sold like 10 homes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, which then, is... Yeah. 2017. That's rough. <laughs> <It's>
0: rough. <laughs> uh, I can
1: I can write a freaking book on that, i tell you. Uh,
0: and he will. Alan uh, Kay, the yeah, book. <laughs> yeah, the book.
1: Uh, uh, how Not to Screw It Up When It Comes to a Team, right? Um, and then the second year was pretty much the same. I hired more agents. And then at the end of the year, I think we had only like three agents, right? Right. And, you know, I made pretty much every mistake in the book when it mm-hmm. comes to team building, right? And I think it started clicking at the end of 2018, right? And I made some right hires, um, internally um, you know I have an amazing director of operations right now Melissa um, I mean she's she's the best uh, RTC Sarah she's the best um, and and uh, I mean just agents in general we got a, a, a an awesome nucleus like a core of agents that that care about each other like, right like you know it's a kind of like a cheesy word like no but they're they're seriously they care about each other they'll like each other yeah they help each other out you it's know, important. and and they produce. Yeah. Right. And we would just want to kind of like build on top of that.
0: I think you and I, again, um, and maybe it's the year we got licensed or maybe it's because of what we've been through. But yeah. there is a lack of culture and peer involvement and wanting to help freely, you know. And th- what I wanted to build was, yes, let's just help each other. It's not competition here, man. There's There's plenty of work for everybody. Plenty of work for everybody.
1: I agree with you. I think the reason why your broker is so successful and they're they're going by leaps and bounds is because of culture. Yes. Is because of collaboration. Yes. Is, uh, collaboration is because of the community, mm-hmm. even though it's it's virtual, if you will, yes. right? But still, you you have that human aspect right. that you cannot you cannot replace. Right. The reason some of the other brokers have been so successful, um, you know, um, is is because of that as well. The culture, right? Yeah. And that's what we focus on. That's mm-hmm. what we build right and uh, again our culture is all about empowerment it's all about education yeah. it's it's all about recognition that's very important right yeah. uh, support and and also accountability we all yeah. we yes. all need accountability to some extent yes. right I, because I think that's uh, you know
0: and it's no offense there are brokerages out there that oh, okay great and make sure you show up for this meeting and it kind of ends up that's it right yeah. and and i know from what i know about you and being in the business you've developed something that you're actually holding their hands through the process and making sure they get taught.
1: Yeah, correctly. Uh, but, but, but again, that, that's something that, that, that I evolved, uh, from, um, like, like in the beginning stages of it, it was more about, you know, like, Hey, you know what, this is what I want you to achieve. These are my goals. Yes. This is my to-do <laughs> list. This is what you have to do in order to become successful, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like me, mm-hmm. right? And then after a certain period of time, I come to realize that, you know what? Not everybody has the same goals. Not everybody's no. got the same aspirations. No, not everybody's <laughs> got the same drive, right? right? So like, and I was like, what the F's going on? How come they're just not <laughs> yes. getting it? Everybody's got their own talents. way of doing things, right? They have and everybody's, their own everybody's talents, got their own too. talents. And in 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 it clicked um, for me, like a, again, a year and a half ago or so, where I was like, you know what? I mean, I can help somebody who's doing five deals and can help them to go to maybe 10 deals and they'll be perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be okay with it as well. Yeah. Right? Not everybody wants to crush it. Not everybody True. wants to build an empire. Not everybody wants to do this or that. In fact, most of the agents are completely opposite of that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. My job is all about providing necessary tools yeah. for you to be successful. And if success means five transactions a year, then be it. 20 yeah. transactions, then you know what? I'll give you my support.
0: So. Again, 2013, you get your license. 2018, you're kind of figuring out. It sounds more like what to let go of yourself because there was a lot that you were kind of holding on to, a lot of ideas, a lot of um, things that you were trying to implement that you decided, hey, this isn't working right now. Yeah. So when the synergy started to happen in 2018, when did you decide you wanted your own brokerage?
1: Um. Well, I uh, again, I'm um, I I am one of those people like like you like like we're constantly, <laughs> constantly thinking about yeah. the future and constantly thinking about, you know, what we can do with, with our lives and our businesses, right? And and for me, it was, a, I think it was a, it was a a natural transition, right? Um, in the last few years, building a team, uh, I had an opportunity to meet with a lot of agents. Mm-hmm. I think we, we had a conversation yeah. as well. It was, a, it was a rental
0: in and that first year. I will never forget. It was a rental. And I remember meeting you and you flicked out that cool card. You oh, still have yeah. the same color. You flicked out the <laughs> card. And, Give me a call if yeah. you want to learn yeah. a little something. Yeah. I, but I swear you you came across like you've been doing it for 20 years. No, was it was like, my Whoa. first year. Yeah, was like, but but
1: my, 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 my thing is like, you know, so meeting all these agents like, like, like you is like, we have this great synergy and we have this great rapport and, and we have similar vision and aspirations yes. and goals. But then it's like, well, Alan, I'm selling 20 homes or I'm selling 25 homes, 30 homes. And and I'm not comfortable with the team splits
0: mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I, I
1: don't want to be part of the team. Right. right? I'm good. I'm, I'm going solo. My, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> and I have a lot of respect for those people. Yes. Listen, do you, right? That's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I didn't have another avenue to offer to them, right? I was with the brokerage, awesome brokerage, right? I was with them for four years, but they were joining or planning to join because of me, because of my team, right. not because of that brokerage. Right. So most of the time what would happen is we would have a great conversation, but we'll kind of have to part ways because it would not go anywhere, right? Right. So that was number one the reason. Number two, I think, is the fact that as I grew more uh, as a leader, you know, I, I enjoy making more impact in agents' lives, right? I enjoy training and mentoring and coaching, right? Yes. And I was like, how do I do it on a bigger scale? How do I do it on a bigger level where I can have not 15 or 20 agents, but maybe 200, 300, yeah. 400 agents, right? Yeah. And then the third thing, I think, is the fact that I wanted to eventually uh, build a sellable asset, mm-hmm. right? And looking Smart. at the team models Smart. out there, like. Some of the teams are doing amazing things, right? Mm-hmm. But the question is always gonna be like, are they gonna be able to able to sell uh, when the time comes, right? right? And and for me, um, that answer was no. Right. So that's why I decided to do my own thing.
0: I love it, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we have a, another special guest who joined us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What Hello, you? I'm Barbara Harwell. And you're with who? I'm with EXP Realty. EXP Realty, mm-hmm. and how long have you been in the business? <laughs>
1: 40 years
0: 40 years uh-huh. God bless so, you Barbara <laughs> Yes Yes and It's a passion And she's still walking straight It's <laughs> a passion <laughs> yeah. She's not drunk in the corner <laughs> I often Yet. say I often say If you're not crying Screaming Yelling Throwing something Babbling in the corner Or high-fiving You're not doing real estate correctly That's That's absolutely <laughs> true. Right. Right. So I want to get into A little fun part Of this segment <laughs>